Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Fuck that guy. Hello and welcome to Misfits on Vinyl. My name is Spencer Straker. I'm an actor, comedian, and one of your hosts. My name is Aaron. I am also one of your hosts. Aaron is also an accomplished actor. Yeah, ac- accomplished. Relax, relax. You are one. Okay, you are in the top 100 actors in Calgary. Yeah, because you work. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, but I don't work for money. The last thing I did was for free. But you got cast in something. It's true. So you're in the top 100. It's true. Okay. I, th- I think there's like 120 actors in the city, probably. Really? Yeah. I think there's more. Probably. Well, there's probably more people that call themselves actors. Yeah. But like... But I'm not one of those people. No, I don't call myself an actor. No, exactly. And so yeah. that's what squeaks you into the top 100. Yeah, okay. Because you're, 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 you're getting work. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to talk about it all the time. You don't have to be like... You don't have to be talking about it, yeah, which is the true. main thing. It's true, yeah. No, uh, so I would say that you are one of the top 100 actors. Yeah, I wouldn't say accomplished. That was that was a little bit of a I, stretch. I would say accomplished. I know you got shorts on, so you feel like you can you know stretch it out. I can but, stretch it yeah. out. I can feel it. I can feel it. Look, yeah, I can do but, yoga in these shorts. <laughs> you are an accomplished actor. Well, I don't know about yeah, oh, that. Oh, shut the fuck oh, up. I don't know shut about the fuck that. up. I wouldn't say I'm an accomplished <laughs> actor. I mean, I'm no Lou Ferrigno. Mm, it's true. Lou's the best, actually. Lou is such a good actor. Uh, um, I tell you one time, Lou. <laughs> yeah, one story about Sweet Lou. Lou. Yeah, Sweet Lou. We had we. This was at some some sort of entertainment expo. Yeah, like a big entertainment expo that we may or may not have been doing a yeah, live podcast at. There was a man there who. Used uh, to be on a TV show in the seventies. Used to be on a TV show in the seventies with a man who is currently on TV shows mm-hmm. in uh, the modern times. Yes, um, and Lou Ferrigno said, "Frigno <laughs> snubbed our boy, our boy." So, so <laughs> let's 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 give the full story because we yes, didn't, uh, okay. I held back at the expo. We did because we I were... didn't want to offend the expo. Uh, yeah, uh, because you know they obviously had to pay Lou probably like twenty bucks to go there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> you know because he had so much happening. Uh, they had to give him. They had to pay him in protein shakes. Yeah, they had yeah. To... and Metamucil. <laughs> yeah. He also okay. So what happened? <laughs> was Aaron and I got to the expo early on Friday. Yes. And we were walking around handing out, uh, you know, flyers. Doing to, some promo. Doing some promo. Meeting mm. some people. We got to meet a uh, 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 John Snow cosplayer. Yes. Who fucking looked like John Snow. Yes. Uh, his Don name was Snow. Don. Don, so Don we Snow. Yeah. Don, Don, Don Snow. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, was a, there was an eight foot tall fucking Chewbacca walking around yep. that was cool. The guy was on stilts. Um, there was a bunch of cool stuff there. I met mm-hmm. some furries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that they were furries anyways. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe so as Anybody well. dressed like that, I think, is probably yeah, a furry. I think um, so. They had paws on. They had paws on. Uh, like a wolf mask, and they were both wearing mini skirts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... No, the mouth did not move. The mouth did not they, move. They had the really big, scary eyes, though. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they're obviously at the at the expos like this, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. You can pay money to take a photo with celebrities. Yes. Uh, and I budgeted myself for the day. I said I had $150 for mm. total experience. I went over by $20, mm. partially because of this fucking reason. <laughs> so... We see Lou Ferrigno, and, uh, you know, as as uh, auteurs of pop culture, mm-hmm. 
we knew who he was. I did, yeah. I don't think that anybody outside of this room our age knows who he is. <laughs> uh, I brought up Lou Ferrigno and t- telling the story to other people. And, like, I'd say nine out of ten people, not that I told ten people, but nine out of ten people would have said who. Yeah. Yeah, every, like half of the people I told went who? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's the Hulk. And then they're like, he's Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, he's Mark like, Ruffalo? No, no he's not no, Mark. No, no, no. He's We're Ed just... Norton? No. Six Hulks ago. <laughs> he's not Ed Norton. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we see, we see Lou Ferrigno, uh, sitting there looking sad cause there's nobody at his lineup. Yeah. Uh, like at all. Like it was like, and the police was packed. There was just nobody going to see Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's go get a picture with Lou Ferrigno. Uh, they don't take cash or they don't take uh, uh debit. So I had to no. get cash, which was annoying. Uh, but I get cash, I come back, and then uh, I paid for it. Well, Aaron is standing beside me, and I'm like, yes, I'm excited for us to get a picture. Let's get a picture with Lou Ferrigno. Mm. Not let's as in I'm talking about myself in uh, mm. multiple. Mm. Uh, I'm saying me and Aaron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Lou walks around, doesn't say hi to me or anything, like doesn't even shake my hand. No. And then uh, the, uh, the the uh, staff lady has my phone uh, to take the picture. And I was like, yeah, Aaron, come over here. And he's like, all of a sudden Lou just goes, no, one per photo. Mm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I just have a picture of me with Lou Ferrigno. It was so awkward. He doesn't even look happy in the photo. No, well, he took like he t- they took like three. They got all the angles of Lou. They did. Uh, Lou had his arm like in a flex position. Yeah. Um. It was yeah. It was, I was t- cringing on the inside. The whole situation was quite cringy. It was it was pretty yeah. uncomfortable. And then he just turned around and went back to his seat. He just walked away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, fuck Lou. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> now we're starting a beef with a 71-year-old man. Yeah, it's true. I don't think he knows how to use the internet, so he's never going to start <laughs> no, a beef No, probably back with not. Us. Probably not. But other than that, the expo was good. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. Although I will say, I, I do wish that I had spent the 50 bucks to get a picture with the sloth. Yeah. Instead that, of one yeah, with Lou Ferrigno. That's the first thing we saw. They had sloths yeah. there. It's like, take a picture with a sloth. Yeah, and I mm. would have fucking loved that. That would have been a way cooler yeah. thing. Yeah, they had, they had something else there, too, with some other other animal. I don't remember. Yeah, they had boas. They had yeah. snakes. And there was um, a wallaby. There was a wallaby? There was a wallaby. A wallaby? A wallaby. Wallaby? A wallaby. All right, it's a wallaby. <laughs> Look at a couple of accomplished actors here doing accents. A couple work. of accomplished actors. <laughs> We're pretending to be from Australia. From Boston. <laughs> hey, my boy is wicked smart, all right? <laughs> yeah, I had a great time at the expo. It was fun. Sam joined us shortly, well, a couple hours after we got there. Uh, we bopped around a little bit, saw yeah. the sights, did the things, uh, lots of anime. Met some cool fucking uh, other podcasts. Yes, met some uh, other cool podcasters. Shout out to the, to the uh, boys from Sonar Network, uh, yeah. and specifically the, the, the hosts of Spooked. Mm-hmm. And Tim from the Nerd Room. Tim from the Nerd Room. Yeah, he was our our half, I guess half of Sam Sam the Tech Man during our live live production. Tim did all the audio stuff. Yeah, uh, it, and and you know what? He did it pretty smoothly too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. He walked up, pressed record, and then he walked, he walked away. away. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? True. No problems. No problems. And the, whole the, way. the live show went pretty good. It was. It went good. Yeah, we uh, we rifled through our material quite quickly. Um, and then we had a bit of a Q&A, and then we listened to ourselves talk for about 10 minutes after that. Yeah. yeah it was very good. It was it was fun. It was honestly a great uh, mm-hmm. great first live pod experience. Uh, thanks to everyone that came out. We'll yeah. be releasing that episode at some point in the future. Yeah, it'll be a surprise episode. It's also uh, nice just hanging out again. I mean, we 
we did yeah. so much shit for the podcast. Like we don't really hang out all the time like we used to. So it was nice actually just spending the day fucking around and shooting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It and, was nice. And getting to fucking drink some really strong coffee. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah. This coffee that they had there. Jeez. Like I was buzzing. Like literally like I was no wonder we got through the shit so fast. Oh like, yeah. It was fucking incredible. It was, it was actually like pretty impressive how quickly we rifled through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Yes. Anything else that we have to uh, plug coming up? Do we? I think you have some stuff to plug. Oh well, shucks. I guess I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. I honestly thought that we had something, and I realized we no, just did the expo. Um, so it's just. Um, no, I, we have some. I'm sure we can. I have some things to talk after the podcast. Maybe we can do some things in the works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for some more content coming. Coming soon. Um, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming but soon. But you are coming soon to lots of small towns Lo- across Western lots Canada. Of, lots of places. Uh, lots of oh, the places you will go. As mm. uh, I forget who wrote that book. Oh, I don't know. Doctor Doctor Sus. Is it Doctor Sus? It is Doctor oh, Sus. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I thought it might that's, be. That's what I call else. Sam sometimes too. The way he looks at me, I call him Doctor Sus. Doctor Sus. Yeah, he's looking at his lips right now. I mean, he's more Doctor Sus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on look Ooh. at that boy look at that boy Ooh. if you guys could see sam Ooh. if you guys could see oh he's showing us his abs right now Ooh. oh my god oh wow this guy looks like lou ferrigna ferrigna <laughs> circa 1975 dude <laughs> holy crap lou ferrigna more like lou frigno yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Sam, 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 Sam the steroid man. Holy. Sam, Sam the roid man. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I saw a TikTok of this like, guy who's probably my size, maybe skinnier, and he's showing off. He's like, look what steroids did for me. And I'm, everybody's like, why the fuck are you taking steroids? Because he's showing all the negative effects, like the acne it happens, because he had no fucking muscle mass for it to work. Oh, mm. no. So he, he just basically shrunk his testicles and gave himself acne, is yeah, what you're saying? Was, yeah. Like, his whole back was scarred, and everyone's like, you're a fucking moron for taking Well, if he, just wanted to get, if he just wanted to get acne, he should just wear a backpack in the summer for about, yeah. for about an hour and a or, half. Or lay in butter. Yeah, lay in butter. Laying in butter is a great mm. way to get acne. I had a dream like that one time. You had a dream like that? Yeah. Did, did you get acne in it? No, I was just <laughs> riding a cinnamon bun through a lake of butter. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't control my dreams. Don't look at me like that. It's not like I chose to ha- like chose for that to happen. Jesus Christ, you fucking dreaming about food? What <laughs> yeah. the hell is wrong dude, with I'm, you, Dude, I'm Aaron? a fat guy, dude. It's like... <laughs> It's a part of my personality. It just happens naturally. You're like, you're like, the food is my friends. <laughs> I don't know. It was a vibe, dude. The dream was great. Don't shit on my dreams. You know what? Like, I, I can't shit on you too much, but I have to ask this. Did the cinnamon bun have icing? Um, no, it wasn't sticky at all. It wasn't a sticky no, cinnamon it, bun? No, it wasn't like I was eating the bun. The bun was a vessel to travel through the butter river. Like, it was like Were a, you drinking the butter river? No, I was just vibing, dude. Like, I literally... I was like, sit back. It was almost like it was like a tube. What color was the sky? The sky was kind of a pinkish hue. <laughs> so sunset? Yeah. Sunset on the Butter River as I mean, Aaron drifts down <laughs> in a cinnamon bun. I don't always remember my dreams because usually I have night terrors. I have really <laughs> bad night terrors uh, most nights. But when I do remember <laughs> yeah. my dreams, it's food-based usually. Yeah, that one was really good. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Yeah. I do too. I want 
This is the if that okay if somebody sends that in, that's gonna be our first T-shirt. It was it was hot too. It was nice. Oh my god, that would be a sick it, fucking shirt. Okay, but hot butter doesn't sound nice. No, like the butter wasn't hot, but like it was a hot day. So the butter was cold. No, I just remember feeling warm. Like it's a dream. Like I'm not. I can't, I can't go with all the details. Okay, but I remember being warm. Did like you the, swim in the butter at all? No. Were there any fish in the butter? Like this was like a very short part of a long. Like epic tale in this dream. Okay, yeah. you gotta tell us the epic tale of this dream. <laughs> I don't I... remember all the details, but I do remember I watched like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory before I <laughs> like 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 maybe that week. Um, so it was on my mind. It was in the it was in your it, it was rattling around in the REM the REM vibes. Yeah, the REM the REM sleep vibes. But yeah, I just like that's the only bit. Like I remember bits and pieces of the dream, but that was not the main. Plot line of the dream. I'm Take sure it wasn't. And you'll sip on a river that is made of butter. But like it, it, well, it had to be warm. On a cinnamon bun. Now the sky's pink. Can you think of any more food to put inside your dream? This this wasn't this wasn't recent either. I was like maybe 16 or 17 when this happened. Yeah, this is not like a recent dream, dude. That's fucking hilarious. But yeah, it's great. It's a good dream. Yeah, I'm sure there was more to the plot line. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I used to have a dream when I was a yo- younger that I was fucking a jouster all the time. That was like one of my dude. Recurring... I had that too. Yeah, one of my recurring dreams. I used to joust all the time. Yeah, dude, I had the exact same recurring gr- dream as a kid. Wild dude. I'm not fucking kidding. Yeah, and I had like black armor. Yeah, dude. Wait, really? No, I was I was wearing normal armor. Oh, fuck. But I could like I remember it was like a first person. I had the little fucking yeah square slit. slot. Yeah, yeah. dude. Dude, yeah, that's fucking wild. My other recurring dreams are not as fun. Uh, <laughs> it's a dream when I was a kid that was recurring, where I was getting chased by like a fucking like disfigured like creature with a chainsaw <laughs> through like a Home Depot. Yeah, through a Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. What triggered you with Home Depots? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't like them now. Now I'll this tell you is what. misfits on therapy. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I tell, you, tell you what, I don't like them now. But I, they used to, I'm a Lowe's guy. Uh, they used to chase me around, yeah, with the fucking chainsaw. Uh, this is like getting really deep for me. I have, yeah. I have a funny Home Depot story before I before I plug dates. Go so on. during the pandemic, uh, I was gonna like redo uh, like uh, sand and then uh, varnish Siobhan's parents' mm-hmm. deck, right? We went to go rent a, a a sander from Home Depot, and the guy behind the desk was being just a fucking dick beyond all belief, like mm. just an absolute asshole. And so Siobhan's dad, the guy had his fucking mask down here. Uh, Siobhan's dad started feeding it back to him, and then he was like, "Hey, you know, you should probably wear your mask like it's supposed to be worn." And then the guy went and like put it back over his face, <laughs> and then we just walked away. It was mm. fucking hilarious. That's nice. It was great. Um, okay, so I got yes. dates coming up. Uh, Invermere, May 13th. Woo-woo! Swift Current on the 19th of May. That one is almost sold out. Fuck so yeah, Swift dude. Current, get your tickets. Soon. Shout out to Swift Current. Shout out to Swift Current. We're, the Broncos. We're doing fucking crazy. Uh, the Broncos. <laughs> Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be sweet. Uh, Medicine Hat on the 20th. Lots of tickets for that. Kelowna on the 27th, mm-hmm. lots of tickets for that, too. So get your tickets soon. Nice. <laughs> nice. The other ones are selling really well. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to be in uh, Victoria uh, at some point in early June. Just have to nail down. I have the venue now. It's going to be at the Mint. We just don't have a date, nice. which is kind of annoying. That's exciting, <laughs> That's though. super fucking annoying. That's exciting. It's going to be exciting. Uh, that one's going to be fun. Uh, Siobhan's going to be on that one. Uh, so is Patricia Ellen, who's a hilarious uh, comic from Victoria. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Nelson on the 29th of June. 
going to be at the that's Royal. A, that's another fun one. That's going to be a fun one. And then uh, Grand Prairie uh, at some point in June as well. It's the, the, old, the old GP. The old GP. Nice. And that'll be that'll be the tour. Also, I'm getting some tour shirts made. So hopefully Very. by the time that the next time we record i'll have something to show no that's cool the, man. They're, they're i am very excited for you guys go support spencer he posted actually your clip on your instagram the other day. it was quite funny yeah yeah you did it that was good i think i feel like we talked about that at some point we yeah. did because yeah. sam yes yeah, yeah. yes well sam uh it wasn't on the pod but you had sent me the uh you had sent us the video of the dude explaining the history of that mm-hmm. and then i was like oh fuck there's no way that i can't make a bit out of this yeah. like there is just way too fucking nah, it good. was very funny good good job oh shit okay yeah. well let's do it we gotta get into sam's today in music history Ooh. for may 3rd now we have a theme song yes for sam's Today in music history. We sure do. Sam's Today in music history. All right. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> in 1997, Katrina and the Waves won the Eurovision Song Contest in Ooh. Dublin with the song Love Shine a Light, making them the first UK winners since Buck's Fizz in 1981. I don't think I've listened to Katrina and the Waves. I don't think I've listened to Buck's Fizz. No. I just know the one Eurovision song that goes... You know that one? Yeah, the, the yeah. The, I'm not your toy, not your toy. Yeah, she like <laughs> she she box like a chicken. Is that the what does a fox say? No, no. It's a whole different thing. And then I know Main Skin one too, which is I think yeah, which was cool. Yeah. In 2014, mm. American musician Bobby Gregg died, age 78. Greg is best known for his work as a drummer on several seminal 1960 songs, including Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone and Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence. Mm. He was also a temporarily uh, member of the Hawks, which later became known as the band. Nice. That's but, cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, 1969, Jimi Hendrix was arrested by police on his way to Toronto for possession of hash and heroin. Hendrix claimed the drugs had been planted on him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that old fucking Oh, excuse. yeah. Somebody put their, their really valuable drugs in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that they're also in my system is just a coincidence. Mm. Oh. For some reason, this guy stuck hundreds of dollars of drugs in my pocket. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with him. <laughs> I don't know why, but he also stuck a pipe in my mouth and lit it. I don't know. He just makes, he just makes poor financial decisions. Yeah. That's all, yeah. You know, he's not a great drug dealer, but he's a really good friend <laughs> yeah just get you drugs <laughs> <laughs> all right in 2012 paul mccartney and his wife nancy chevelle narrowly avoided a potentially deadly helicopter crash when their pilot became disoriented during a flight in bad weather and missed some trees by just two feet sheesh damn that's pretty crazy most important one in 1952 christopher cross was born mm. Mm. in 1997 Notorious B.I.G. started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with his hit Hypnotize. Nice. Uh, a number 10 hit in the U.K. Six days later, the rapper was gunned down and killed on March 9th, 1997. Damn. Damn. Uh, wait. That doesn't make any that sense. That doesn't make any May sense. May 9th, 1997? Oh, that's probably me being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. May 9th, 1997. I hope so. Oh, yeah, Jesus. if not, this today in history is a couple months off. A couple months. That was just me typing fast. In 1976, mm. David Bowie played the first of six sold-out nights at Wembley 
on his Station to Station tour, his nice. first UK gig in three years. Uh, and then in uh, 2017, the Eagles filed a lawsuit against a hotel in Mexico that called itself the Hotel California after the band's hit song and album. The rock band claimed the 11-room hotel in Todos Santos actively encouraged guests to believe it is associated with them in order to sell merchandise. They claim the hotel plays Eagles songs in the lobby and sells T-shirts describing the venue as legendary. Mm. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little uh, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, that that sucks for the Eagles. Uh, welcome to the Hotel Tijuana. <laughs> Such a crappy place. Such a crappy place. You can never escape. <laughs> never escape unless you. <laughs> Jump over the border Getting gunned down on the streets of Tijuana <laughs> do, 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 do. The cartel is here The cartel is here And they'll kill you if you're queer <laughs> Probably They probably will, they're not a good people uh, Okay, uh, the cartel is actually very scary Yeah, it's very, very scary I, I, I know that I just made a, a, a pretty fucking dark joke but Yeah, we I, should probably not go to Mexico now I don't, you know what, that's okay Because they are not, they have no influence in Chile it's true, and but that's not in Mexico. One English-speaking music uh, history podcast. In I feel Chile. like I feel like the cartel has a lot of influence everywhere. Yeah, but you know what? But you know what? We're we're here to get them through it. Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> All right, releases on this day: Limp Biscuits, The Unquestionable <laughs> nice. Truth, Part One, The Cure's Pornography, uh, Cindy Loft. Loppers. 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 Shine. Nice. Bob Dylan's Fixin' to Die and Bananarama's Pop Life. Nice. Hell yeah. That's a good lineup. All right. So, every episode on Misfits on Vinyl, we talk about an album. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a really popular one. Sometimes it's one of our favorites. Sometimes it hits the Venn diagram of all three. This one is just one of our favorites. Yeah, it doesn't really hit the other uh, <laughs> side of the Venn yeah. diagram. I think it's, it's I think it's popular in a it's, certain it's popular style in of people. Circles, uh, yeah. and it's definitely like it's definitely like got its following. But mm. compared to some of the other ones that we've covered, doesn't hit the same. No scale. No, scale I would I would size. agree with that. I would agree with so that. So the album that we are covering this week is mm. Peach Pits being so normal. Whoa. All right, Whoa. and lightning bolt. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Pew. Maybe this time it'll be in there. We'll have lightning bolts and the sound of lightning. Okay, so about this album. Released September 19th, 2017 through King's Kingfisher Blues Records. Uh, it's an indie pop rock album. It's their debut LP. It was named after negative feedback they received from the judges of a Battle of the Bands contest. Mm. Uh, thematically, the album follows the narrator as he copes with intense self-destructive aftermath of a bad breakup. Um, but it kind of just sounds like a collection of songs that uh, are like almost told as if your friend is telling you a story. Yeah. And there just happens to be guitar there. Yeah, I feel like too. It's like it's the lyrics certainly have a lot of depth, but you don't have to like if you're not not paying attention. It's just groovy and it's chill. Just groovy. Yeah, it's good. It's good fucking mm -hmm. surf rock. Mm -hmm. The guitar is very nice. Oh my god, the guitar mm -hmm. is just fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 riff in in uh, Chagu's side turn is just one of my favorites. Uh, 
Okay, so this album was produced by Daniel Klenner, who co-owned the Space Studios in Vancouver, along with uh, Peach Bit. He worked with We Are the City, Shad, and The Tourist Company. Nice. And Harley Small, former frontman and lead singer of the Vancouver indie rock band There There, mm. which is a great fucking name. How's it spelled? Uh, there, as in, like, the uh, possessive. Mm. And then there, as in, like, the place. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he studied music production at the Nimbus School of Recording Arts <laughs> in 2013. The old Flying Nimbus School the of recording, Nimbus school. recording Arts. <laughs> uh, so the album was mastered by Brock McFarlane, mm. uh, who has mixed records for Mother Mother and The Brass Action. Uh, he began his career in audio studying physics at the University of Alberta. Mm. Uh, this led to audio engineering at uh, Pacific Audio Visual Institute in Vancouver, where he received his honors diploma. Nice. So nice little Alberta connection there. Nice little Alberta connection. Lots of Canadian connections. Lots of Canadian connections. Mm. Uh, the album did not chart, but found popularity amongst the indie crowd and found their music popping up on like college radio, streaming playlists, and CBC radio. Yeah, nice. Um, so it was, it was you know, the, the first thing that like really brought them to i think a lot of people's attention yeah myself included we were talking about this er earlier about how we discovered the band i found it out because i used to make spotify playlists where i would like put 10 songs i wanted as like the vibe 10 songs i knew and then i would add the similar to these tracks at the bottom and that's how i got discovered i discovered peach pit oh that's sick yeah so i it was peach pit Peach Pit is the first song I heard, and then I got into this stuff. That's super cool. The yeah. first song I heard that like got me into them was uh, Chagu's Side Turn. Yeah, you love uh, that song. I, I fucking love that song. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the reason I got uh, introduced to them was because a uh, friend of mine, uh, an actor in the city, also an accomplished actor. Nice. Uh, Joel David Taylor. Mm. Uh, he uh, During Shakespeare, uh, when I was doing like the Instagram takeover, I was like, what's your pre-show song to everyone? And that was the one that he picked. And it was like the only song in that library of songs that I still listen to. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there were some stinkers in there. There were a few duds. Let yeah. me just say there was, there was also like dragon force. Mm. Like, how is this your pre-show song? <laughs> um, okay. So about the artist. Yeah. Okay, so often described as sad pop and surf rock, mm. uh, they are an indie pop rock band through and through, uh, very popular in Canada mm -hmm. uh, and around the world now, but uh, like here they're doing you know, way bigger venues than a lot of places in yeah. the world that they, that they were touring. Uh, the, form the group formed when high school friends Neil Smith and Chris Vanderkoy uh, decided to collaborate on a music project in 2014. Then Peter Wilton and Mikey Pascuzzi joined them on bass and drums. Uh, in June 2016, the band released uh, the EP Sweet F.A., produced and recorded by Smith's former roommate, Harley Small, at the Space Studios in Vancouver. Nice. Uh, now, Peach Pit went viral after a fan in the Philippines had a popular online video <laughs> <laughs> where uh, he shared the song and soon they started gaining fans all over the world who connected with Smith's mel melancholic, uh, even depressive lyrics uh, drawn from his own life experience. That's cool. There's a band here in Calgary, uh, Sea of Lettuce, and they had an out, uh, a song um, 
uh, leave you alone and it was featured on like a meme page on instagram <laughs> and now it's got like over a million streams on really? spotify yeah that's crazy. yeah it was on a meme it was like played over a meme on instagram and they just blew up the song wow yeah that's cool so th- those little things can you know one person picks up their your song and throws it on a video especially now with tiktok dude. oh yeah holy shit like tiktok you can you can have one half a verse we talked about this before you can have half a verse that's fire and your fucking whole song blows up it's it's crazy too that artists will write specifically stuff for tiktok yeah just like, like a five second <laughs> a five second like a thing. 10 second clip and you know a three minute song and then <laughs> yeah. people won't recognize the song yeah yeah and it's funny too because like it's good it's good that it can mm-hmm. uh you know expose people to your music but it's it's almost like that that double-edged sword of you're like it's nice that they're being exposed to my music but do they actually give a fuck about my music? They only like people are just playing the five second clip over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But that's cool. That that's a cool. I didn't know that they blew up because of a a, a Filipino man in a in a video. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it did not specify the gender of the fan. Oh, so it could have been a Filipino woman. A Filipino fan. Sorry. Filipino fan. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, that's okay. I apologize to the entire country of the Philippines. I also apologize to the entire country of the Philippines. I'm sorry I can't go there on tour right now. Um, that's why I would apologize. <laughs> yeah, <today>. sorry. <laughs> you guys are really missing out. <laughs> okay, so uh, vocalist and rhythm guitar uh, Neil Smith was formerly a part of the band Dogwood and Delilah. Uh, Smith and bassist Peter Wilton formerly worked as Amazon delivery drivers. Guitarist uh, Christopher Vanderkoy worked at a local Vancouver brewery, and drummer Mike Pescuzzi worked as a carpenter. Nice. Uh, and then the band quit their jobs to go on tour. <laughs> and That's the dream. It was like North America, Europe, and Asia from 2017 to 2018, and they have been touring steadily ever since that first album. Mm. Um, they uh, performed at Bonnaroo, Shaky Knees Fest, CBC Music Festival and Capitol Hill Block Party in 2019. Yeah, that's cool. And I thought that was pretty cool. Bonnaroo would be fucking crazy. Yeah, Bonnaroo. One of your first festivals is Bonnaroo? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Um, they signed on to Columbia Records for their next album, You and Your Friends, which was released on April 3rd, 2020. It was produced by Grammy winner John Congleton, uh, who worked with The Roots and St. Vincent, and that was who he won the Grammy with, was St. Vincent mm-hmm. for Best Alternative Album. Uh, the Edmonton Journal gave it five out of five stars, uh, and it includes the banger shampoo bottles. Nice. Which is, I think, a great It is a great tune. song. Oh, so good. Uh, okay, so uh, now what's really interesting is I read this in one of the uh, articles uh, that was talking about them. Uh, Peach Pit aren't following a traditional playbook for success. Which explains why, back in December of 2021, they showed up as the surprise guests for a charity Christmas show hosted by Kingfisher Blues, their former mm. label. Uh, they played for free and helped the label raise over $11,000 for Crisis Center of BC's 1-800-SUICIDE helpline. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool that they still link up with their old label, too. And yeah, and and they have a lot of love there, because uh, Smith said, as long as we're a band, we're going to be working with Tim on shows. It's nice when we get to play the Kingfisher Blues shows, because uh, then we are tapped back into the Vancouver scene, and we get to see all the bands that we've met over the years. Mm-hmm. So they still got a lot of love for, like, th- not just their old label, but Vancouver as a whole. Yeah, and the, the music scene there. And speaking of the music scene, because this mm. came from Exclaim, uh, 
When talking about the Vancouver music scene, Smith said, those early days of our band playing all sorts of DIY shows in Vancouver, I didn't realize it at the time, but they were the best of times. I really liked playing those shows, and now we're a little bit out of touch, which is kind of more sad than anything. Mm. So a little bit of longing there. Yeah. Yeah, we, I guess, I don't know if we talked about this yet, we saw them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would have been like just about a year ago. It was just over a year ago. Yeah, we it saw was them on 420. 420. Mm-hmm. Um, 2022. Yes. Yeah, look at me. And at McEwen Hall. At Mac Hall. Which was fucking awesome. Yeah, there was, it was pretty fucking packed. It was, yeah, it was insanely mm. packed. Uh, we mostly just hung out in the beer garden section. Yeah. Because it was, it was, it was still pretty covid at that time. And mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the large group of people at the front made me a little uncomfortable at the time. I wasn't quite ready to, to be moshing. You weren't ready to mingle. Yeah. And then and then I fucking a few months later was like, ah, who gives a shit? Ah, who cares? Go. Let's go. Yeah, um, no, we had a great time. Yeah, we, we had sh- a really good time. Smoked a little dube. And- the one thing I will say, I'm still holding it against them. They did not play Chagu's side I turn. I know. And I was so fucking sad about that. Spencer was yelling it. I was from the so back. fucking. We're way sad. in the back, and he's like, "Play Chagu." I was. I wanted them to <laughs> so badly, and they didn't. And then when they came back on for an encore, they started playing Tommy's party, which is great. <laughs> and then after they got to the second verse, they stopped. Like the whole band stopped, and they were like, "Sorry, uh, we just smoked uh, some weed uh, before the encore here." Um, <laughs> I forgot how to play the song. Just give me a second. And then they restarted it. Yeah. So a nine minute long song became a 12 minute long song, yeah. which was pretty good, but fucking disappointing when I'm like, no, I wanted to see Chagu's side turn. Fucks. <laughs> no, it was a great show. That was, yeah. Like we'd mentioned it before. That was kind of where we all rekindled the fire between was, the three of us. That was where the romance started to uh, build up again. Yeah. And for me, it was fun because I was kind of, I was going to go alone. Like, and then you got tickets last minute. Yeah. And then Sam was going, and I saw Sam was there. I texted Sam. I was like, I don't even know if I texted you. I think I ran into you. Yeah, I think I ran into you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I just ran into you. So I, like, didn't, I was planning on going alone. Yeah. Yeah, Because it was, like, very last minute that we got tickets, like, Mm -hmm. Siobhan and I. Um, But it was, uh, like, I knew that we would run into you there, but I didn't know that you were going to be there, too. So then it was like, yeah, we all just kind of hung out in the fucking back corner. It was great. Yeah, it was a vibe. I I actually I actually vibe like that. I love concerts like that where you just Mm -hmm. get to hang out with your homies. Yeah, it was a great show. (laughs) So shout out to them. They killed it at Mac Hall. Yeah. Come back. Please come back. Yeah, come back. Uh, Their third album, Mm -hmm. Two to Three, was released March 4th, 2022 through RCA Records. Uh, It's more toned down than their previous work. Uh, it adds acoustic and organic elements, and that was all because of their producer, Robbie Lakritz. Now, Lakritz is super impressive because he's worked with a lot of really big indie artists that we love, including The Weather Station, mm-hmm. and he was the producer on The Bahamas Earth Tones. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so I oh. thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm. Now, okay, so I have to say this because this is something. Okay, I was listening. Uh, we were listening to this album last night. <laughs> Just the the wheels the the, the the wheels started turning in my head. The gears started clicking to get. Mm. I was like, mm, mm, that makes sense now. You made orgasmic noises. Yeah. About it. <laughs> Just anytime you mention that album, I get warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I do, dude. I, I love it. Bahamas Earth Tones. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I just wanna I wanna like lay I wanna lay on my with my lay on my tummy with my feet like this and kick him in the air. <laughs> yeah, with my hands in my chin. <laughs> He's a behemoth or tones. <laughs> so it makes me feel on the inside. That's how I feel when you mention that album. That's definitely the clip right there. Yeah, it's my <laughs> it's my happy place. I love that. I love that. Oh fuck. Uh, okay, so I have a I have a funny thing to say. So last night when we were listening to Peach Pit, mm-hmm. Siobhan was like, uh, I, "I was like, uh, yeah, it was cool when we got to see these guys live." And meaning Peach Pit. And then she's like, "Yeah, I've seen the Bahamas a few times." <laughs> and she was like, she legit thought that Peach Pit was the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. It made me very sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's. Like that's similar to like you calling me an accomplished actor. It's, it's an honor. It's an honor to be compared to the Badamas. The Badamas. <laughs> yeah, I think they're. I don't think they sound that similar. But no, I, no I, I, I think like I would put them in the same playlist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the vibes are the same. The vibes are the same. I'm all about the vibes. All about those vibes, dude. But but no, nah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd. They don't sound that similar, but. Okay, so the last thing about the artist. Yeah. Claire Sudel mm. of the Michigan Daily said that this album was a great deal more mature, where previous projects fell short of establishing a full-fledged identity. From 2 to 3 does all that and more. The Vancouver outfit has been known to play with thick washes of reverb and unique indie guitar licks in the past. Uh, here, they sound cleaner and more resonant than ever in what seems to be their most full-grown record to date. Yeah, that's a very uh, accurate uh, statement regarding this album. Yeah. Yeah, she nailed it. She fucking hit it on the head. She nailed it. And, last thing about them. Yeah. This summer, they're going to be at Lollapalooza. Ooh. Which is pretty fucking cool. The old Lollapalooza. I wish I could go. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, so, track list. We got, I mean, this, this album's got some bangers on it. Uh, we got Alrighty Aphrodite, mm-hmm. uh, Being So Normal, Tommy's Party, Chagu's Side Turn, uh, Techno Show, Drop the Guillotine, and Sam said Private Presley, uh, because mm. seeing that live changed his life. Yeah. It changed my brain chemistry. It changed his brain, his brain chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. Wow. We it, were so in sync there. Wow. Wow. It's like we're it's, syncing up. It's like we're sitting next to each other and talking. It's like we're becoming <laughs> the same person. No, that song was, like, mind-blowing, Yeah. Yeah, the lighting was really good. The whole the yeah. whole show was good, and I mean, I love a concert where there's like a like a good hue of pot in the air. Yeah, yeah, like it's always the best. Yeah, it was amazing how many people were just smoking inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's always hilarious to me because I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've had I've had one experience of sm- oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but. Uh, uh, I okay. I'm gonna be as vague as possible without okay. giving any away any details here. But uh, when we lived in Toronto, mm. uh, I went to see a, a comedian who is. Uh, they've got a following, like they've mm. got like a cult following, right? I went to go see them at a club in Toronto, and uh, because I I was friends with one of the, the openers, I was hanging out with them afterwards in the club, and then we ended up smoking a joint on the stage in the fucking empty club. Nice. And I was like, I was like, this is so weird. And then I took a picture with 
uh, like like we had a picture of like the three of us smoking a joint on the stage, and then uh, and then I got a frantic phone call on the way home about deleting the photo, and I was like, ah, oh, damn, such a bummer, such that a fucking is a bummer. bummer. I once uh, partook in the marijuana. When I was in high school at the Saddle Dome <laughs> at a Kings of Leon concert. Ooh. Uh, and I didn't know your dad had Kings. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, we were uh, we were like had like this vape pen thing and the guy behind us just fucked with us hard. He was like, you guys can't be smoking in here. Like, I'm an undercover cop. Like, if I was on duty, like, you guys be in handcuffs right now. And we were all, like, fucking 15, 16 years old. Like, <laughs> I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> and he let it go on for about five minutes. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. yeah oh, it was dude. very funny. And then the craziest thing that fucking happened the whole night, this guy was, like, three or four rows behind us. We were in the second bowl right on the front. Yeah. Right where the lip is or whatever, where the concrete is. And this guy fell, like, three or four rows down and hit my friend. And my friend... On the edge, he was like, he wasn't falling over the edge, but he was leaning over the edge, and the guy fucking barreled right into the concrete. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was fucked up. And his girl, he was so drunk, and his girlfriend, or his wife, whoever was next to him, she just got up and walked away. She just left. She was so oh. mad. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so that that was not the vibe. But the Kings oh. of Leon were good. Yeah, It was no, a good concert. I imagine Kings of Leon would be great. I see, I've actually seen them twice. They're good. Yeah? Yeah, they're good. Good concert. Yeah. God, I, uh, they, were, they were definitely a part of my high school mix. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd throw that shit on all the time yeah come around sundown's a good album yeah mm-hmm. it really is okay so last thing we got to get into here is the reception mm-hmm. this was actually the hardest album to find a lot of reception about. yeah this album like like i i mean it's funny we were both writing the document today. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, i'm impressed with the amount of research you know it wasn't a this wasn't a wikipedia article no. for the two of us today this was this was everywhere except for wikipedia yeah, yeah. Uh, their wikipedia is shorter than britney lysing's wikipedia mm-hmm. which yeah. is fucking crazy they have a very short wikipedia <laughs> yeah they have a very short yeah. wikipedia um Okay, so uh, Sidney Zachary of Melted Magazine said, In a more developed and refined way, Peach Pit carries over their signature nostalgic groove from their first release to Being So Normal, embodying all kinds of emotion in a short and sweet collection of nine tracks. Being So Normal is a golden hour of an album that is, of course, worth a listen. Hmm. Um, And then uh, Shannon Schumacher of Prelude Press stated, uh, self-described chewed bubblegum pop band uh, Peach Pit is relatively new, only formed in early 2016, but their debut full-length release, Being So Normal, uh, they have effortlessly carved out a sound that is all their own. Situated between moody shoegaze and the brighter, fuzzier indie sound similar to that of Mac DeMarco, Being So Normal is the perfect album to bring summer to a close and lazily welcomes fall. Mm. She ended her review by saying that the cool thing about Peach Pit Sound is that it's easy to imagine the band playing in tiny, sweaty venues and bars alongside uh, jam bands, but they also would be right at home at massive festival stages. That's another good, yeah. That's another good, 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 good statement. It's it's amazing that like when you find actual reviews, the mm-hmm. statements are a lot more impressive. <laughs> yeah. When you find uh, people that actually have good things to say, yeah, not even just good things to say, actually pinpoint, actually pinpointing it, and making some, you know, some things from besides. I don't really like it. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not like their old stuff. You know, it, it could be better. It's not that bad. Yeah. 
That's kind of us. But yeah, I was gonna say that kind of we kind of just described how we reviewed the album. Eight out of ten. Anyway, eight out of ten. On album of the year, user ratings was seventy eight out of hundred, ranking at one thirty eight on all of the albums released in twenty seventeen. Rate your music. It sits at a three point five seven out of five, uh, from one thousand five hundred and eighty reviews. Nice. Uh, it sits on number forty for uh, albums released in twenty seventeen. Discog reviewers average rating was 4.66 out of 5 and All Right Aphrodite uh, was on the Billboard Canada rock charts for 15 weeks peaking at number 37, number 67 on iTunes and Tommy's Party was number 52 on the Irish radio charts. Ooh. That was a lot of stuff to That's try the, and find. I mean um Aphrodite's the one of their Top songs, but yeah. I I love Tommy's Party. Tommy's I still party, listen yeah. to that on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Tommy's Party is like my favorite one, but mm-hmm. it's it's also because it 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 I think connects with me right now with like you know that that kind of sort of like realizing like you're you're not in your early twenties anymore. You're not like your mm-hmm. your friend groups are all different. So like the the whole point of the song about like you know not really being able to have the fucking all-nighter experience with your boys again. Well, I thought Sam put it a really good way. Um, I don't want to steal your your point, Sam. But Sam was talking about, between the verses when the guitar comes up, how that's like kind of like represents like anxiety and things like that. And mm. I thought, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, it's a very good point. Because he's talking about, you know, the, the girl he's talking about, you know, telling this story. Um, and then the guitar just fucking shreds in between, and it is—it's a—it's a total tonal shift from the you know the verses. So it is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, Are I thought it's a very good point, Sam. That yeah. is a really. I might have I might have butchered the wording of how you no, said you it. it. Like, yeah. It's like. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, you're right. It's the build up of like your anxious. Yeah, you but it was really it was nice. Hey, there, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because like my I guess the way that I've always kind of seen the song like it it just reminds me of like of that feeling of trying to tell your friends something you know mm-hmm. like uh, of like trying to uh, like not trying to tell them something trying to like. Trying to really like like keep that fucking thing going. Yeah, well, it's like I like it's kind of similar to what you're saying, but I view it as like you know things are different now. You you can hold on to that feeling and you can try to reminisce about it. It's like you know it's like running into somebody you used to have you know share so much moments and memories and you know a big chunk of your life with and they're almost strangers now and you get that it's that weird feeling it's like oh i know so much about you you know so much about me as a person but we just do like surface small talk yeah you know it's like you know whether it's a best friend or an ex-girlfriend whatever it is right you share you know so many moments together and then you pass for whatever reason you guys drift apart and then yeah you, and then you run into each other and you're just like you're you know you're having this small talk and you just like don't acknowledge or don't even you know it's so weird because all the you have all these emotions tied up in it um and you just like you know talk about how you doing how's you know yeah. it's yeah it's such a strange feeling when those things happen in life i kind of i kind of connect it to like my my best friends from high school mm-hmm. you know where i'm like I'm like I I don't really see them very often, uh, and when I do, it's not like it's 
uber weird. Yeah. But it is like, man, I feel like we're different people than we were 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, like, the conversation's supposed and so, to flow. And sometimes you can come back from that, too. Like, I mean, I had a friend that I was really, really good friends with, and we drifted apart for a couple years and then we reconnected and we've become good friends again. Um, it is different though. Yeah. You know, we've, we're different people now than we were, you know, when we were 18 or 19 years old. Oh yeah. We're completely different people. We've had, you know, different life experiences, but we're still, we're still able to, you know, it took a little bit of effort, took some time to rekindle that friendship. But at first it certainly had a lot of those feelings. You were like, you know, you were, it was awkward and you had, you know, Stuff that was unsettled, and you, you know, now we've become good friends again. So. The unsettled stuff is the most uncomfortable. Yeah, it's better just to talk about it's it. It's way better just it's to tough talk as, about it. As tough it. as it can be, sometimes it's better just to lay it on the table and say how you feel about something than leave it and let it still stew inside of you. Yeah, and that's why we're good friends because mm-hmm. we are both pretty fucking blunt with each other. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we've had we certainly had rough patches in our time before. I mean, we. Or when we when we moved moved out when I mean, you left Toronto, I mean we didn't leave. I wouldn't say we left on bad terms. We didn't live on great terms either. Yeah, though. It there was, was still a lot of stuff in the air, and there was a lot of awkward, uh, you know, energy for a while. And there was yeah, there was there was a lot of very awkward energy, and like, and it was also like it like we were both in very different places mm-hmm. too. So it wasn't like we could really connect with each other no. either because it was like what the fuck are we going to talk about? Like well, you know, like we how were both we... we were both going through tough times and. We just weren't talking about it with each other because, you know, we both knew that we were having shitty times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you know, we could either sit in our shit and stew in it and be miserable or, you know, we could just, you know. Fucking move on and just, yeah. Because, yeah. like, it was it was really funny because then I remember a couple of months later I phoned you the one day. Uh, well, I had messaged you and then mm-hmm. we uh, had a phone call. And it was like. It was like none of that shit happened. No. Because we had both, like, moved past that fucking shit. But it was like, it did take some time. And I feel like, I feel like there's also, it's also okay to sometimes be like, shit needs to breathe for a bit. Yeah, well, I feel like we talked about it, too. Like, you know, we, you know, and... At the in the grand scheme of things, it's very small stuff. And yeah, when you get the bigger picture too, now three or four years later, it's like you were you were taking care of what was best for you. I had to do what was best for me too, yeah. right? And the fact that we're here now, it's still you yeah, know, great buddies. Yeah, it took it took some time, but it's uh, you know that's how the ebbs and flows of relationships, and ebbs and flows of life. I'll I'll also say I feel like it's just mostly a Toronto thing too. Yeah, pretty fucking <laughs> yeah. shithole of a fucking place to live. You're not wrong. My God, it's a fun place to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a fun place to live. Yeah, I had a really, like, I say I had a r- one really bad year there, and then I had one fucking awesome year. Yeah. But when the time was done, I knew the time was up. Yeah. yeah. Like, when I left, I was like, yeah, I think this, like, as soon as I came back and started getting my life together here, I was like, yeah, that was probably the the best choice I made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was kind of how I felt, too. Like, it was, it was within two months of coming back here mm-hmm. that my life just dramatically improved. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It, 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 like, obviously, I was going through some shit, but, man, that city did not help. No, and, it, <laughs> in, in for me, like, it was tough when I first moved there because I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, and I had, I had you, we were roommates, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I know there was pressure on you as well. Um, but it, you know, it took me a bit of time to make a group of friends um and you know have a good group of people around me to spend my time with and the first chunk of my time there i was 
spending a lot of time by myself. Yeah. It was fucking lonely. And I know you experienced the same thing when oh, you first yeah. moved there. It's fucking miserable, you know, not having friends to hang out with, especially because we're very social. We're outgoing people. And just spending all your time by your fucking self is miserable, man. It, it's fucking, yeah, it's it, not fun. But you learn a lot about yourself. <laughs> you learn grew a lot. with people. And you know what? Uh, that's the main thing. That's all that matters. Now, every episode. Good wholesome chat. Good wholesome chat. Mm. Every episode, hands to Sam. Uh, every episode we just, uh, on Misfits on Final, <laughs> yes. we review the album at the end out yeah. of 10. We review on technical, musical, lyrics, album art reception, and does it hold up? Okay, so technical element. Uh, well, it does have a unique sound. I do think that hearing their later stuff and hearing how much better it can be mixed, mm-hmm. I would give it a little bit of a lower rating. I think that, like... There is there is some of like it does sound good. Yeah, it's not like it sounds horrible. No, but I would probably go like a seven out of ten. Honestly. I think you're right about that. I think they, I mean, they moved to bigger studios and they yeah got involved with you know the bigger. I don't know how to word it, but you're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's yeah, all like I'm, the that's pitchy, all say. The pitchiness can be uh, good or bad. I, I'll go a seven. Yeah, I think seven. Uh, musical. I, yeah. I, you know, it, the guitar it, is very good. The guitar is very fucking good. I liked a lot of the song structures. I liked the one part in Tommy's party when it cuts, everything cuts, and he's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to come in at an eight. An eight? Yeah. I'd, I'd meet you with an eight. Mm-hmm. So we're at a 7.5 right now. Lyrics, I would go pretty high on. I mm-hmm. do think that lyrically, it's a strong album. I think mm-hmm. there's some, some lines that really uh, hit home. But then there's also just some funny ones, like even in Tommy's party, there's some funny, you know, like, uh, <laughs> how'd it go last <laughs> night? I saw you at the bandstand looking pretty slammed, you know, yeah. like some funny lyrics in there. I'd, I'd probably go like eight and a half for lyrics. She was fucked up too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll go high. I mean, it's, it's in, they're deep enough lyrics to, you know, incite like a 10 minute life conversation we just had. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to go eight, eight on it. I'll go eight. They're, they're eight. great. They're great lyrics and it's mixed well with, you know, some of the songs are really upbeat, you know, groovy guitar songs, but the lyrics still hold a lot of weight to them. So I'm going to go an eight, eight. So we're at like a 7.8 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, album art, Eh, it's kind of like I. I mean, like I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I. I don't hate it, but it's not. Uh, like if if I didn't know the band, mm-hmm. would I pick up the album just because of that? You know what I mean? Like the back album look. The back of the album looks really good. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to write home about. Um, like I'd probably be like a six. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, one thing I actually learned I didn't see in your in your document there when they went on tour for this album they wore the same clothes the entire time Ooh, yeah every show i should do that on my tour yeah i have a, a week in between some of these dates just never take them off just never take them off yeah. tour clothes baby yeah should wear those shorts i really like those shorts <laughs> i don't know why you're complimenting these shorts i really so like much. them dude they're fucking cool <laughs> let me compliment your shorts man I like your shorts. Okay, so so we're at we're at uh, cool shorts. Bits. We're at a seven point five right <laughs> Great now. Great shorts. Uh, reception. It's good length. Uh, pretty well received. I, I think I rate them like a seven point five to an eight out of ten on those shorts. Okay. And I'm receiving them about a ten out of ten because they're great shorts. Okay, so technically, uh, <laughs> the elements on those shorts. I mean the 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 hemming is nice. The pockets look deep. Uh, the logo's good. So I'm technically I'm gonna give those shorts maybe about an eight out of ten. 
Uh, <laughs> musically, I bet they sing and dance really well. <laughs> Lyrically, they could be a little bit <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you could fill them out a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, dude. I just love those shorts. <laughs> Reception. It was pretty well received. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. I would actually be interested to see, like, in mm. 10 years mm. where it holds in, in terms of, like, with the rest of their Do you think it's going to gain popularity over time? or I don't know. Mm. I, I think that because uh, the reason that I say I'd be interested to see is because, like, when this came out, people were like, wow, this is amazing. And this is like a unique sound mm-hmm. uh, coming from this band and everything. And then as they've each album that they've released, reviewers have nutted over and been like, this is way better than their last project. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see where it holds up in the grand scheme of things 10 years from now, mm. because I wonder if it's going to be an album that like reviewers are going to fucking pan 10 years from now and be like, you know, it wasn't no fucking two to I, three. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Cause I mean, it's kind of, it kind of, that, that kind of reminds me of what happened with like the Arctic monkeys is like people were like creaming over their new stuff, but then you go back and listen to their old stuff and it's a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I forgot how great this album is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think I personally think it'll gain popularity over time. I think the more albums they release and the bigger the band gets, you know, the more you know critical reception they receive. Yeah, the yeah. More, um, people will start revisiting the old stuff. And, and I think because of like the the average score is seven seventy eight out of a hundred, mm-hmm. right? So we'd have to give it an eight out of ten for reception. Yeah. Uh, and does it hold up? I'd say yeah. I think so too. So it, I I believe we're at like a seven point seven five out of ten. That's a very fair rating. Very fair rating. Mm-hmm. All right. Good well, shit. That dog is going crazy. <laughs> uh, with that being said, mm-hmm. this has been another episode of Misfits on Vinyl. It has. And I just want to say one more thing before we get off today. Uh, well, I have two things to say. If you guys want us to review any of the albums you like to listen to. Shoot us an email, shoot us a DM. We have yet to get one, so fucking shoot us a message. We'd love to review the albums you like. And the last thing I want to say is, those are really great shorts, Spencer. God damn you. (laughs) God damn you and my shorts. Thanks, guys. I'm Thanks gonna for watching. take off my shorts now. Thanks for watching. Thank you very much for watching. Anal contusions. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, I forgot to do that at the Comic Expo. I was yeah. gonna say it very slowly. I was gonna go anal contagion. <laughs> anal contagion. <laughs> Good episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Misfits on Vinyl, hosted by Spencer Stryker and me, Aaron Walsh, and of course produced by Sam Sam the Tech Man, Sam Lindsay. If you like us, please rate us, subscribe to us, share us our socials are misfits on vinyl podcast on instagram and tiktok if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or criticisms uh, we love that shit so send it away it's misfits on vinyl at gmail.com we love you guys thank you